This season of Keep Calm and Carry On is sponsored by Act London, the premium natural deodorant balm for all genders. Hello and welcome back to Keep Calm and Carry On. How are you guys doing out there? Did you have a nice bank holiday weekend? I was actually working. I'm working on this new musical called Closer Than Ever, so my brain is about to explode with lyrics. But it is something you might be able to see, or you will be able to see. You'll be able to stream it in a couple of weeks. So um, I will post all the details, so keep an eye out. So a big welcome to our sponsors, Act London, which I know you guys all know by now. It's an amazing deodorant balm. It's a natural deodorant balm for all genders, created by two West End performers, tested out on the West End too, and got an amazing response. And now they are a brand that is flying. I must admit, I was a little bit nervous about changing my deodorant. I've used a spray for so many years and I tried this and I'll tell you what, I've never looked back. We will talk about them much more in the, later on in the programme and also there's a little special discount so watch out for that too. So I'm not going to disappoint you, I have another powerhouse up this week. I met this lady back when I was doing a show called We Will Rock You and of course she was my killer queen. She has been on everything, on the telly, on the stage. She's an Olivier Award winner. Listen to this, this is Sharon D. Clark. Sharon D. Clark, I'm so excited that you've come on my podcast. It's so lovely to see you. I know obviously the listeners can't see you, but I can see your lovely face and, and it's so great, especially at this crazy time. How are you? Are you well? Are you good? You know what? I consider myself, well, we consider ourselves among the blessed through this yeah. lockdown thing do you know what I mean we've we've managed to stay creative keep working we actually like each other's company where well, we love each other's company <laughs> so you know because I've, I've heard some heard some terrible stories of lockdown not treating mm. relationships very well do you know what I mean yeah absolutely so we feel really really blessed in that respect we we love being in the house together to mm. be honest had things gone normally as they were supposed to go last year I'd have spent most of last year in the states so we wouldn't have been together yeah. So this is quality, quality time for us. Because usually been... you guys are so busy, aren't you? I mean, so busy. I mean, like so busy. We normally only get Christmas Day. Wow. Been together twenty-one years. Only ever Christmas Day. <gasps> this is our first. Well, it was our first year that we had the Christmas season, like the nation has the Christmas season. Yeah. With a nice run-up and into New Year's and all that. It was wonderful. Absolutely oh. wonderful. So, it's we've been good. We've been really, mm. really good. And trying to get the most out of and enjoying life as much as we can. Mm. So you've been able to work then, have you? Because obviously you've, you do TV and you can still film, I guess. Have you been, have you been continued to do that through, through this? Um, well, when I came back from the States in March, when Broadway closed down, from March to July, nothing. Absolutely mm. nothing. Susie was still working at the kiln. She's an associate there, but... At the beginning, that was all firefighting. There was nothing creative going on. Mm. It was just people running around. So when it got to July, I was a bit like, <clears throat> what's going to happen now? Do you know what I mean? Because absolutely nothing is open. And then I got my first voiceover gig. And that's how I've been. So I've now got a little portable studio in the mm. office. And that's where I do all my work. Whether it's radio plays, narrations for documentaries, mm. kids TV, whatever it is. I do it in my house. I saw that. You know what? I 
I mean, I know you obviously, and I know what bits and pieces that you've done. And I mean, I did have a little little look to see, you know, what bits I'd miss. I mean, I'm shocked to say how much I didn't know you'd done. You've done so so much, but I think what excited me the most was your number a hundred on the alpha blocks, <laughs> the number blocks. <laughs> I mean, it's on in my house. It's been on my house for years, but I was like, she's on the number blocks. <laughs> made my day i can't wait till till the hunt we get to 100 and that I go... seems to be the one for all my mates with kids it's just like i, I had a um a conversation with a friend of mine who said that she was having a conversation with her son who was just like he was watching waffle yeah and he's like i know that person i that person's familiar so she's like that's the voice from number blocks and she's playing grandma she's like no but she's she's 100 She's like, yeah, but she's playing grandma in this. No, well, she looks very good for a hundred. <laughs> it's amazing how powerful those things are. It's it just, it it's you know, kids TV is so is so powerful because and I, I absolutely love it because actually you learn so much. I did another thing called One Zoo Three, mm. and it was just I learned so much about all the animals. <laughs> yes, it was just absolutely wonderful. So. Uh, it's it's great being creative and being educational and learning stuff myself and sending out some joy for the people who are homeschooling. <laughs> oh, don't, Sharon. I, I can't even. It's been, I mean, it's been an education for me. Yeah. It's been crazy and so far from what we do. But it has been nice seeing a lot of friends pop up on the telly, though, which has been lovely. A lot, you know, people do... There's so many people doing kids TV, which has been, mm. I had no idea. You know, you don't until obviously it's, it's in your living It becomes room. your world. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's another world. But, you know, we're, hopefully we're, we're not too far out of it. Hopefully yeah. they're going back soon. And how have you been? <sighs> you know, I mean, on and off. Uh, good and uh, in a way like you, having the time to spend with the family has been lovely because, mm -hmm. you know, we haven't, we're like you, we're passing ships and it's always a, a logistical timetable of yeah. sorting out who's got who's going where who's got the kids and, tw and 2019 was meant to be really crazy um and uh and 2020 was meant to be even busier and obviously mm. it was it was quiet so for us it was nice to be with the family but i struggled not doing what i do you know i don't do much tv so to to not have that outlet was yeah to was, not have that that well was tricky that's that's why the recording at home stuff has been great for me because mm. I still feel well it's not I still feel I am still being creative mm. um actually last year this year 21 where we are mm. I actually did more character stuff than I would normally do in a year because mm. it was so well, it was continuing to be eclectic and diverse and and actually the field in a weird way opened up yes yes you know what I mean and started yeah. doing much more voiceovers and stuff so I feel that I've been able to be creative and still find characters and yes. and still kind of go on that journey it's just not being in the room mm. and of course I miss being in the room yeah know? but it's, we will we will get back we, we will get, get back. back and it's it's what sparked this whole podcast really it was so I could focus on something and speak to creative people and talk about and, you keep know, yourself good stuff. in the loop yeah yeah so um i want to i want to know what what started it off for you like how how did you know being creative being in the arts start for you um you know did you know that you wanted to 
be on stage and you know sing and yeah. be on tv did you know from like I was very, very fortunate. Um, I started going to Ivy Travers Dance School, which was in Stamford Hill, Clapton, Lower Clapton, when I was six. And a friend of mine was going, and Lord knows my memory is bad now with the menopause and everything. I can't remember <laughs> nothing. And it was a long time ago. It's like whew, years. So my young mate at school was going, and I asked my mum and dad if I could go, and they said yes. And I went down to Ivy's for my first tap, ballet, singing thing. And Loved it, absolutely loved it. Mm. And then we did our, my first show at Bow Civic Centre. And it was a variety show. And I remember I sang Paper Roses. And that whole thing of being on the stage, that, that energy exchange between you and the audience, that sharing of the creativity, mm. was I, I was hooked. And at six, I knew that was what I wanted to do. And that has been all that I've wanted to do since that time. I went to college to study social work because my, my parents had said to me, you, you want to go into this business, it is precarious as hell. You need to have <laughs> some kind of backup plan. Mm. And my other love is people. I was one of those girls at school that was always, you know, in the toilets going, no, you're not dying. It's just your period. <laughs> Can't believe your folks haven't talked to you. The person br breaking up the fights, the person sitting down and reasoning I have. A social worker aspect of me, mm. you know. My one of my brother Damon says calls her Kimberly Clark. <laughs> right? After the toilet stuff, great, thanks, Dame. I love it. But but that's that's my social worker persona. So that's what I'm trained in. I I went to Anna Shares and I went to Ivy's, but I didn't go to Rada or Guildhall mm. or any place like that. I went to college and trained as a social worker. That's what my certificates are in. Mm. And it was while I was in the college room waiting for my um, results, there was a copy of the stage. I picked it up. There was a job at Battersea Arts Centre. I applied for the job and um, Jude Kelly, God bless her, gave me that job, gave me my equity card. I didn't have one mm. and set me on my journey. So I left college, I think it was on the Friday with my certificates, qualified to do, be a social worker, started on the Monday as an actor and that's what I've done ever since. Never look back. I guess, ironically, you know, all that training as a social worker has probably come in handy in your more recent years because of all the, like the, like the nurses and the doctors and all yeah. these things that you play. I mean, it's, it's something to tap into, isn't it? Like, because yeah. it's not something that you would have, you would, we would normally experience. So I guess it's, it's actually been really handy. It's been handy and it is about taking all your life experiences and mm. channeling those into your art, mm. whatever that may be. Because, what we do is we tell stories. We're mm. all storytellers. And so as much as you can observe and absorb and then channel that through into your art is can only make you creative. Yeah, absolutely. So you you started essentially on the stage. Like that was that was the kind of first first yeah, big, baby. big job. And mm. gave you, you know, we that we all get passionate about and hearing that audience response and when did the first telly come? Like, when did when did that happen? Oh, I, I was still at Anna's, I think. So it was 88. Yes, it was 88. And I did a thing called um, Past Caring. Mm -hmm. And it was me and Kathy Burke. So we were the two <laughs> um, <laughs> raw girls from Anna's. Uh, Denim Elliott, Connie Booth, and... Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> Oh gosh, Corny's Green. What was that lovely actor from the Corny's Green? 
Oh, See, my memory gone. But they were like the big stars. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that was my first hit. I was about, yeah, about mm, 20, something like that. And do you remember how that felt? Because obviously coming from coming from theatre and telly, they're, they're, they're quite different things, aren't they? They're, they're a different kind of skill. Did you... Do you remember how that felt to suddenly walk on a, on a TV like set? Mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. Do you know what I mean? You're getting to see, you're someone who grows up watching telly mm. and theatre. I understood because I'd been doing that from a very young age, but being seeing what happens behind the camera and how that all works, it's it was like wow. Yeah. There's a lot to learn here, and also I was very young, and I was I was with a mate. I was with Kathy, so. You know, we spend a lot of time chatting and <laughs> Kathy was quite an old hand at that point. It is a different medium, but it's, it's just different techniques of doing things. Do you know mm. what I mean? Even there, you're, you're still telling the story and it's yeah. finding ways to how you connect that with the camera to mm. make it work. But at the bottom line, whatever technique you have, it's all about telling the story. Yeah. It's all about getting that character across, about getting that journey across so that you draw people in Such and you don't ever want you don't ever want to see anyone's technique do you know what I mean if you're no, seeing someone's technique then it's then it's all over mm. yeah absolutely did did you plan did you kind of plan the the route I mean or did you just wait did each job just lead to the next or did you kind of think right I'm doing tv now I'm gonna pursue this this television career and that you know or did it do you wait until something comes or do you think, right, this is what I want to do? Kerry, I've got to be honest with you. I am not what people would call drivingly ambitious. I don't, <laughs> I've never had a plan. You mm. know, by the time I'm 30, I've got to have done this. And then by the time I'm 40, I've got to, or I'm going to be this type of actor and this is a job I'm going to do. Mm. That's never, ever been my way. My mum was, was someone who had always said to me, what is for you is for you. And I have completely and utterly taken that on board and as with regard to the the telly thing I, I actually got to a point where I took myself off from telly and didn't go to do any auditions because when I first started all I would get was nurses and I was never seen for anything other than a nurse mm. and she maybe had a line or do you know what I mean mm. and one of my favorite nurses was the night nurse in Singing Detective Mm-hmm. But again, very few lines. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, it it was like that for years. Just every audition was a nurse, and I was just like, you know what? Nurses are fabulous people. Enough people in my family are nurses. Mm. I totally respect that. But I don't want to be. That's the only thing I'm playing on telly. Mm. So I withdrew myself from telly and just didn't do it. And was lucky enough to have a great path in theatre. That is eclectic and diverse and challenging and helped me to grow. Mm. And after I'd done Chicago, I got Holby. Mm. And I got Holby through lovely Emma Turner, who was, when I first knew her, was stage management up in Bolton. Wow. And so we'd both been working and doing what we were doing. And then there she is, one of the producers on Holby City, calls me in for a chat. She's like, there's a character I think you'd be perfect for. We have a chat and end up playing Lola. And that was a completely different experience because she was 
a doctor. She was a mm. consultant. She was in the position of power. She ran the acute admissions unit. You know, mm. she could be a bit of a bull in a china shop, was opinionated, but like the kind of woman I wanted to see on telly when I was growing up. Yes. You know, there was never, I never saw anyone like me, like Lola on telly <laughs> when I was growing up. Mm. And it was an absolute joy to play her, mm. an absolute joy. So, you know, it's just, just seeing what comes really. Yes. And I've, I've, been, I've been really lucky. Stuff, stuff has come my way. And as long as I think I'm going to enjoy that, that'll be a challenge. That's something new, never done that before. Yeah. Or that's with some really good mates. Mm. And the script might be a bit, mm, but the, the people will be fun. Yes. You know, as, as long as that, as long as it feeds my soul in that way and makes me happy and makes me feel like, yeah, I want to get out of bed and do this. Yes. It's great. Do you know what I mean? It's my job and I love it, but it has to work for me. Yes. So it's, it's, it's really nice to be at a point now in my career, well, I'm in my 50s now and I started when I was six. It's really nice to be at a point now where I can go, I'm not going to do that particular job because it doesn't mm. light my fire. Mm. Rather than I really need to do that job because I've got to put some food on the table. Yeah, yeah. Which is a different thing. And it, so it just it just means that the work I'm doing, I'm doing it because I love doing it. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, we, we have those conversations, James and I, and we, we say, you know, it has to tick a box. It has to be... It has to be something I really want to do or something that is going to be really good for me or yeah. that's going to challenge me or it's going to, you know, pay, buy us a house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is, you know, I'm still waiting for that one. <laughs> oh, baby, please, please. I'd love that. You know, in the days where, before they took away all our flipping royalties for adverts oh, and stuff. no. Those days when you could get an advert and you'd be like, that's my deposit. Yes. That's fantastic. You know, it has that, changed, doesn't it? It has it's changed. It's, it's all been stripped away from us. It's it all been changed. literally taken away from us. All the little perks that mm. we would get, all the perks that you would work hard for, like your push and pull and all of that, yeah. it's all been stripped away from us. And I wonder what's going to happen now as well, because obviously it's, we've won, especially theatre has come to such a halt. I wonder what's going to happen moving forward. You know, they're going to have to recoup in some way. And yeah. I mean, actors weren't that brilliant I mean some of us were some of you know not in every show they're not that brilliantly supported anyway so how yeah. it's gonna I worry for what's gonna happen what moving forward you know I hope well you know I worry for us and I, I really worry for the people who are stepping in just coming mm. in now do you know what I mean yeah people who graduated last year and yeah how bleak mm. it must have looked for them you know and apart from graduating and coming out and there are no jobs, but also slipping through the cracks with what little help the government was offering. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Some people completely slipping through that net. Mm. Just bleak, bleak times, bleak mm. times. But yeah. we still have to try and, and keep a positivity and think about how we would move forward. And, you know, even if that's here we are today. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Still being creative, keeping those doors open, sharing your ideas with like-minded people, mm. keeping yourself bubbling. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Uh, it's interesting you say about, you know, when you ha say you had to step out almost to 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 step back in with t with television. You have to kind of start saying no to a few things to be taken in a different light, in a different casting. And it, it, 
it happen you've done it quite a lot with with going into different areas like your music for instance i mean you start you you had a massive <laughs> you, you had a massive deal in music you just suddenly kind of went oh i'm going to going to do some music and i'm going to get uh some amazing um chart success i mean how did that happen but <laughs> i mean I everybody knows those songs i mean but it that's never huge. it never happened that way that was it was never part of the plan do you know what I mean? It's not like, right, okay, now I'm going to try my best to be a pop star. Yeah. And see what I've been... <laughs> Life just went the way it went. Um, my mate Damon, who I can't call him a mate now, he is my brother. Mm. I've known him since we were both 18. We grew up together. Basically, when I was 18, Damon was a DJ and just starting out as a journalist for Blues and Soul. And he was working at L'Equipe Anglaise in Duke Street in town. And he was looking for a singer for a project. And he'd gone to another mate of ours, Juliet Roberts. What was the band that Juliet was with? Lord have his mercy, my brain. <laughs> Weekend or something, something, something. Can't yeah. remember. Juliet, Juliet, I'm sorry, but I love you like cooked food. Sending you love. Um, Juliet couldn't do it and she recommended me. Mm. I met Damon. We became firm friends. And we were just making music. Wow. And all that happened is we just made music. Mm. So we did Devotion, um, did oh, it in the I studio. I mean, everyone loves, that's still a classic. It's amazing. <laughs> Such a big team. Amazing. Um, but how brilliant that that came of you just having a good time and going, let's, let's do this. Yeah, let's and do it. Let's, let's just, you know, let's just have fun. We, we like working with each other. We love each other as people. Let's just do it. So we recorded it. I went back up to Manchester. I was doing something at, oh God, I think it was Contact Theatre. And then I get a call from Damon going, the song's in the charts and they want us to do Top of the Pops. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? And it just, it, it was this underground hit mm. that kind of broke through and, and took us on a wonderful journey. Mm. We toured the world. The only places we didn't do were Russia, <laughs> Australia, and and the Caribbean, but we did like Mexico. We travelled all around the states. We did Europe. I saw practically every country in Europe. And you know, for five six years, it was yet again another different lifestyle. Mm. It was all this running around. And when we started, you're doing all those those clubs in the back of Grimsby and Doncaster, and you know, people think you you. you you're pop stars and you leave this rock and roll life no. no you're in the back of the tour bus yeah you know rattling around every last provincial city oh, the, the <laughs> up reality. and down the country the reality of it, of it do you know what I mean <laughs> and then you know the record breaks in the states and you go over to the states and you're doing all of that and it was a wonderful part of my life and mm. people have said to me you know and didn't you want to stay doing that mm. that's that was going to be my next question I'm an actor mm. You, that that's all experience and I'd love to sing and do albums and of course I've got mm. loads of songs in my head and when I can get to Spain and sit down and actually do some writing yeah because I'm a, I'm a singer as well but I the life of a pop star no it mm. was fun when I was younger it's not the kind of thing I'd want to be doing now I yeah. love exploring characters mm. I love the journey of a musical and finding that emotion, do you know what I mean? Where you get to a point where words are not enough and now you've got to sing it. Mm, <laughs> do you yeah. Mean? I, I love all of that. And I've, I don't see that there has to be a choice that I have to go, right, I'm just going to do this singing and, mm. and, and do the pop stuff and do that and leave that behind. Mm. I've been quite lucky 
to do what I want to do as I want to do it, where it takes me to do it with the people that I need to do it with. Mm, and so it's, you know, I've, I'm still recording. I'm still acting. I'm still narrating. You know, if, if I can get this old body to move, I might still do a bit of dancing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, 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 just, it's just loving what comes. It's and, great, And not though. pigeonholing yourself. The variety that you have is... I, I mean, it's definitely what sparks me, you know, that I've, uh, uh, two days aren't the same. I mean, they are at the moment, but but generally <laughs> they're not the same, you know, like yeah. you could be going and doing a voiceover one day and then you could be going to do an audition or, or mm. casting or whatever. And, and that's what is exciting is working with new people. And I think that's what, what drives a lot of us. And yeah. I guess, with the, well, first of all, when you when you now go back to America, like when you were just in America, do you still get the? Do still people come to you knowing you from the music, from the because that's the mass, the massive hits? Do they still associate you with the, with that, or or is it, is it not really? Not really. Mentioned? I mean, those it's it's not really mentioned. Those those people are all sort of like our age now, and do you mm. know what I mean? Probably in different jobs and that. Those people who were caning it in clubs. Back so no, not really, not really. I mean, um, um, the states will be a, a clean canvas for me, mm. really. I suppose. Um, yeah. I've when when I was working there, that was years ago when I was with Nomad. Mm. Sharon D. Clark as her own entity as an actress is yeah. If you're in musical theatre, and that's what you follow, and you know that in the states, then you will know me. Mm. But if not, they won't have a clue who I am. Yeah, but yeah. That's gorgeous. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> That's brilliant. So musicals, I guess, you know, they combine all your loves in one place. And mm. musicals have served you so well. And you've done you've done so many shows so brilliantly and won so many Olivier Awards. I had I didn't quite realise how many. I knew I knew you'd I knew you had one and I knew you'd been nominated, but I didn't realise. Haven't you got like five Olivier Awards? No, that's an absolute <laughs> lie. I have three oh just the three <laughs> that's amazing do things like that mean do they what do they mean to you I mean some people it's like you know one day it's all it's about the Olivier I'm going to try for Olivier or do they you know when I the talk Olivier's... to Brian he always goes well you know it's what for me it's about doing the actual work we got you know if people acknowledge that's lovely but I mean, what do they mean to you to have that recognition from your peers is an absolute joy that mm. people say we see what you're doing we like it big shout out mm. what well, ain't nothing wrong with that mm, do you know absolutely. what I mean that that's lovely to say that people people acknowledge your work and think that your work is up there mm. that you're at the top of your game by having that accolade mm. I don't see that that would ever be a bad thing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because it says that I'm doing my work well. Mm. And that's that's all I want to know is that I'm doing my work well. Absolutely. <laughs> and, so it's, and so it's a wonderful thing. Mm. I mean, what I find, what is quite mind-blowing for me about the last two Olivier's is because they were one in succession. And that, I'm so proud of that mm. and still a bit really about it. <laughs> I'm not. I mean? I'm like, yeah, go Shazza. <laughs> it's like, really? Oh. That's, 
And that my my mum and dad weren't here because for them having been so completely and utterly and totally supportive mm. 2019 and 2020 best actress awards mm-hmm. i mean what yeah from this girl from tottenham that's like for me that's a big deal yeah and what everybody what anyone wants to say about anything to have that for caroline and for death of a salesman mm. for me is just like i would never ever have imagined when I first came into this business and was starting out that that would happen to me Mm. that that my peers my industry would go we see what you're doing Mm. and we say yeah go for it Mm. we love that that's wonderful both really special shows though especially you know Carolina will change I mean that was a that's been a long process that that show isn't it you kind of were developing that for a long long time and it was it was something quite close to you uh creatively uh as in did you had much you had lots of input in that didn't you when it was being created no oh i thought you did <laughs> i no, thought i mean were... we, we worked we worked with mike and 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 Yi, as you do getting the show together mm. but what what was great was being able to just find my own caroline and mm. and do do things differently and no one being pinned down to what they thought she should be and how I should play her, but yes. just being given that free reign to find it for yourself. And mm. also working with Mike, who's Mike and Annie and Nigel Lilly as our RMD, our musical supervisor. Who's just, lovely. Just it, an absolute joy, you know, for, for a show that is it can be quite down. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's not the cheeriest of shows. No. And, and Caroline's <laughs> not the cheeriest of characters. But we laughed in our rehearsal room mm. so much. And there was so much love. Because one of the things I wanted to make sure is with, with, with my Noahs, because Caroline and Noah go through such a journey and, and come to that point where they're just spilling bile at each other, mm. that... Our rehearsal time with the young Noahs was joyous and full of love Mm. to give us that foundation so that when we got to those scenes, that those young kids wouldn't be all traumatized. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, yeah. And there were some of them who could take that on and just act it and run with it and it'd be cool. And there were some of them that they'd do it and... You could tell afterwards they were just feeling horrible. Yeah. And I would say, I don't like, don't like speaking like that to you. Mm. And so we would we'd just, we'd have to love. Yeah, you know, yeah. And make, it, and make it fine, make it all right. That's kind of difficult for, for anybody to do, though. I mean, as, you know, some people can, like you say, switch it on and switch it off and mm. walk away. And other people, it affects you. And, you know, especially things that are, are quite heavy and, and yeah. deep-rooted. And, and, they're, they're, and they're kids. And that, yeah. You know, we're talking about nine and ten year olds. So God, oh my God! Dealing with it, dealing with it, definitely dealing with it. But every time after after that scene, we'd find each other and we'd have a hug mm. and go on and do the rest of the show. This episode of Keep Calm and Carry On is sponsored by ACT London. ACT is the natural deodorant that really does work with gorgeous fragrances, stunning plastic-free packaging, and unrivaled performance at its core. 
Their slogan is born to perform, not only because it works, but because the brand was created by two West End performers, Ed Curry and Andy Coxon. The guys simply couldn't find a deodorant that worked for eight shows a week under those hot lights in those same costumes. Ah, oh, I certainly know what that feels like. Act is now the winner of Harper's Bazaar's Best Deodorant Beauty Award and has been named the number one deodorant by Vogue, Esquire and Pop Sugar. I've been using it myself and honestly, I love it. If you like the sound of ACT, the boys have given me an exclusive code to share with you. Keep Calm 20 for 20% off at actlondon.com. That's A-K-T-London.com. Thanks, boys. What sparks you with theatre? Like if you, if something comes, comes in, like a, a, what would be a, a really good or something that would really get you going for, to say, yeah, I'm going to do that? Would it be something new or, or something that you haven't done before? All of that. All of it. <laughs> All of that. I mean, it's, it, I, I, I'm not going to be able to pin it down to one particular thing for me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, what is that feeling when someone comes to you with a project? I mean, that's that's a maxim for life. What excites you in life? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's It's very hard to pin down, you know, what is it about that particular flower as opposed to that flower when you're walking down the street that draws you in? Yeah. What is it about that particular person's energy that yeah. makes you smile at them on the tube? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just it's just listening to your body and, and and your feelings about what the potential of something makes you feel like. Mm, yeah. And if that if that sparks some joy, then I say go for it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's what it's about. So with something like Caroline, when I saw Caroline in where, 2003, I can't remember, at the National, I I just remember thinking, wow. Mm. this is really really deep it's it's really simple but it's really deep and the music is a bastard mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? it's, it's 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 hard stuff Janine didn't write easy stuff to sing mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean um and just being really affected by how it told its story so simply mm. and also Clive was in it so we went to see Clive mm. um but I I didn't watch it going now, there's a role that I want to play. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I watched it. I went to support some friends. I saw a fantastic piece of theatre. I stepped away. When Daniel rang me and said, listen, we're doing this and we'd love you to do it. What do you think? I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, because that's... She's a character that normally someone wouldn't look at me to play mm. because people see me as quite warm. They never really look at me to play harder characters mm. and I love playing a hard character because I am so warm so yes, it's, you know what I mean it's, yeah yeah <laughs> it's fine yeah you look at someone like Andy Circus, and he's always playing some kind of brute and he's the gentlest <laughs> loveliest <laughs> darling 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 man so so I wanted to do that vocally it was going to be a challenge for me because a lot of the stuff where Caroline sings I don't sing up there mm. I can visit <laughs> rather quickly and you know I, mean? I love that can, I can visit it I'm gonna I, I'm gonna use that that's gonna be I my quote visit, of the day <laughs> and I won't be able to visit for long because it's not really in my register but if you get me on a good day I can get that for you oh. but it's a lot some of it so it's like I'm gonna have to work at this that's hard though isn't it that's hard to to do to to, to, to see something like that that you know is going to be a challenge like you say you could visit it once a week but to do that constantly and keep going there is a is a big ask it's a big ask yeah so I'm like 
Okay, I'm going to take that on board. <laughs> I'll give it a go. I'm going to give it a go. Why not? Give it a go. Why not? And she's just been absolute joy. Mm. Absolute joy. Have loved playing her. And I'm looking forward to playing her again with another set of people who will give me something totally different again and enable me to find different things in Caroline. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I think if you get a chance to explore a character in that way that, you know, from 2017, I've played her each year. Mm. Did we do 2018? No, we must have done. 17 was Chichester, then we did Hampstead, then we did the Playhouse, then I had a break and then I was going to do it last year. So she's been part of my life, but not constant. I've not yeah. played her like a West End show. For which three is years nice. Straight. It's nice. Which is lovely because it's like I find something, I go away, mm. come back, I have a slightly different cast, new nuances. I find mm. something else. Lovely. We have a break. Do you know what I mean? Come back. So it's it's always fresh and it's mm. always new and it's and she's continued to grow with me. So she's been an absolute joy. Juxtapose with Linda Lohman, who is so different, so so different. Mm. Uh, Playing with Wendell. <laughs> I just have to take a minute, people. I just have to take a minute. You know, when, when you look back on your career and, and relationships mm. that you have with people on stage and off stage, but how those relationships come together on stage. And in my career, as a love interest as a partner in a story, mm. the love that Wendell, well, the love that Linda and Willie had, just completely engineered by the joy that is Wendell Pierce. I've never had an on-stage relationship like it. It just, it was so deep and natural and unconditional mm. <laughs> I mean it was really it was just such a pleasure and a joy um Wendell and I had decided very early on that when we'd when we'd both individually seen Death of a Salesman growing up one of the things that struck me is that I I was never sure why Linda stayed in there with Willie because he was always he always just dismissed her <laughs> do you know mm -hmm. what I mean and I know that's a lot to do with the time and and how she was written I mean Arthur Miller didn't write Linda as really a main character do you mm. know what I mean and mm. um, and she doesn't have all the best lines do you know what I mean she's I actually think she's quite underwritten mm -hmm. but and, and so it was just with their relationship what is it that is keeping these keeping these people together and we decided very early on that these two people loved each other. Mm. They loved each other. And the audience was going to be in no doubt that their love was strong. Mm. And it's that love that was carrying them through this. And it just, it freed us up to play in, in completely different ways. Yeah, You know, Wendell at that point, was able to laugh much more on stage and enjoy himself. Do you mm, know what I mean? Be yeah. Because, we, you know, in the top scene, top of act two, the kitchen scene, 
we started dancing to the radio. Do you know what I mean? It's just like being able to really enjoy the relationship and just be with mm. the relationship. Oh. And it was glorious. It was glorious. It just, it just, for us, it took it someplace else. And also being able to talk to Marianne and say, listen, I don't want her to be weak. Yeah. I've always felt that she's weak. And I think Kate Reed has been the strongest Linda that I've seen played. Mm-hmm. But they're always a, it's a bit sappy and a little bit. And I was like, I can't do that. Mm. I can't have young women coming to see this show and seeing a weak woman up there. Mm. It's it's not going to work. <laughs> and so we made her strong. We actually, I think, I think what was great was getting Linda to a point where you kind of felt that she was the linchpin of the family yeah, as yeah. opposed to the outsider who could do nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that was, you know, if Wendell didn't give me that. Oh, yeah, it's it's a two-way thing. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? It, it just, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She she could just become the little missus in the background. Yeah, which is which is not as exciting to watch. Which is, as, she's as... not as exciting to watch, mm. but when you've got someone, he, he gave me that that status mm. do you know what I mean in a gorgeous generous loving way and it's just and and that's it took Linda to a different sphere because yeah. when I look back Linda Lohman the character has always been in the best supporting actress character category mm-hmm. so to now have an Olivier for Linda as best actress, best actress. And, not, and not best supporting actress oh. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's a turnaround that I'm very proud of. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it's about taking that character out of being downtrodden and making her making her have some status. Yeah. Oh, it makes me want to go and do something. It makes me want to go do a job, like an exciting job. It really does. You've just kind of proper sold me. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you know, I think that's what it is. It's missing. It, it, I miss dreadfully being in a room with people and being creative and bouncing off people and yeah. you know I miss that so terribly because yeah. um, that's what we do that's what, what we, we do, do. That's, that's the process that's how mm, we get there that's it that's it I mean you actually went on the other side of the of the of the table of the screen of <laughs> however you want to say it when you became um, a judge on on the last choir standing um, how did that feel to sudden because you still are are there doing it you know you're still acting mm. singing dancing the whole shebang to suddenly be on the other side did that feel strange to you did that how did how did that feel to be honest that felt no different from me being at home watching something like that on telly <laughs> and making my comments <laughs> just got a camera in your face <laughs> i just got a camera in my face but if that, that had been, if I'd have been watching that at home, I'd have been saying exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, and I, I tried to be as honest as I could. Now I, I remember there was one, <laughs> there was one record, and I can't remember who they were now. But I, I remember myself. They, they asked me what, and I thought, and I just remember going, well, that was shocking. <laughs> it was absolutely shocking, and I couldn't find any other words. <laughs> it was just like. And I know I really must have upset them, <laughs> poor people. But you know, but that's what I'd have said if I was at home. Yeah. I'd be, oh, Susie, that was shocking, man. 
absolutely <laughs> shocking. But, you know, I, I love singing. I love choirs. And mm. so for me, that job, it wasn't like work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To, to, to go in every week and have that wall of sound mm. coming at you with all those different arrangements, different styles, different genres. You know, I would just be like, I've... I'm living the life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm having these concerts every week. Yes. <laughs> that they pay me to come and see. Oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It was wonderful. And then you just be, for me, just be as supportive, as constructive as you can. Yeah. You know, you. I am a professional and these are not professionals. Mm. So it's my job to help give what little knowledge and expertise that I have to, to help push and pull and uplift someone. Yeah. And we can all have fun because yeah. it's, it's singing, man. And, you know, it's it's a joyous thing. I'd, I'd never want to um, mash up somebody's joy mm. for singing. The word, yeah. the proper word left me there, so I used mash up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad that mash up made it into the podcast, if I'm honest. <laughs> I'd have been disappointed you, if Kerry, you didn't. <laughs> sometimes, right, the words, I and it is, it's a menopausal thing. So for all you younger women out there who haven't come through it yet, we never talk about it enough. Do you know what I mean? No, and it's I think true. I, I was lucky. My mum chatted to me, but I'm, I, I've talked to some young girls and they go, really? 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 Mm. No, no one's talking about it. No, <laughs> Do you they're mean? not. That's a whole podcast in itself, the menopause. In itself. But <laughs> words leave me. The other day, connecting words like the and some, those little <laughs> things, they can go and leave you struggling. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, so ha- if I say things like it. mash up, it's because yeah, I love it. Damage or <laughs> irrepre- can't, can't remember it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, it I'm, real. I'm terrible. I mean, you know, even just that time of the month, it just I think I'm hopeless. I'm clumsy. I can't remember things. It's just awful. But that's so, still happening. God help. That's still me. happening for me. So <laughs> as much as I'm going through the menopause, when I would have been on my period, <laughs> things still are drop out of my hand. <laughs> Plates crashing to the floor. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Don't know that foolishness. So, anyhow, uh, Carol, oh. I've made us digress. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, well, I mean, I could talk to you all day, but a couple of things before I will let you go. Um, uh, has there been? Has there been a, a, a? You've not stopped working your whole career. You've you've constantly done great things. Has there been a time that's been really difficult, and that's been a bit lower than the rest? That and and if there has been. What was it and how did you navigate your way out of it? I've had it twice in my career. So quite early on, um, it'd been six months. I can't quite remember what the last job was, but it'd been six months and I hadn't worked and I didn't have any money coming in. And I remember sitting in the dark in my room and I was sharing a house with my sister, thinking, I don't know how I'm going to get the rent in this week surrounded by newspapers with those moneylender things in the back of the days when we used to have the moneylender thing in the back of the newspaper just going well i'm gonna to have to sell my soul to some kind of devil and take out some of this money so i can pay the rent for this month you know what i mean yeah, what am i gonna yeah. do and that's when damon called and said the record's gone into the charts and we've got to do top of the pops and i was like what wow. thank your father wow. so that was the first time the second time um god where was this this might have been late 80s. Yeah, late 80s. Yeah, oh God, when was this? We can't remember. Anyhow, <laughs> second time, I'd not been working. And one of my other loves is driving. So I was like, okay, I'll get a driving job. 
So I rocked up to Old Street, signed on with this courier firm, got in my little golf, my little beat up, bashed up golf. They gave me whole heap of packages, flung them in the back of the car and sent me off to Croydon. So, and this was the days before your mobile phone with your sat nav and everything. Yes. So I've got, I've got my little A to Z. A to Z. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Which is now so dangerous when you're driving. You're like, where am I going? <laughs> Disaster. <laughs> now, my A to Z, trying to get from Old Street down to uh, Croydon with the whole heap of traffic and the ray, ray, ray. Mm. And it took me, I think it took me about six hours round trip. <laughs> and I remember finishing that day and thinking... If I continue like this, this is going to mash up my love of driving. Yeah, yeah. So I did two weeks. And at the end of two weeks, I was like, no, no. I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> and as I handed in my notice in, I got a call from my agent and I got a job. Amazing. And that was it. So that six months, way back when, just before Nomad kicked off, and then and, uh, two weeks in another period. And, and that has been it. I have been very, very lucky. If I have finished a job and I'm not working immediately on the next job or doing it while I'm doing the other job, which has often happened. And mm. God bless that. Um, <laughs> um, I always know when the next job is going to be. Mm. And so I can, up until this point, I'm holding my hands up to the heavens <laughs> and giving thanks and gratitude. But um, I always know. So I'm able to really enjoy that downtown. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And go, okay, that job happens in two months time. That gives me time to, clear out the spear room, mm. read that book, connect with that person. Mm. So do you know what I mean? And yeah. just have time to do the life thing yeah. and enjoy that and not sit there going, when is the phone going to ring? Nobody will ever employ me again. Oh, yeah, Lord, yeah. what am I going to yeah. do? I'm going to that tailspin, you know? Yeah, which is common and stressful. And it's why, oh, a, lot pe- yeah, why a lot of people don't continue in the business, I think, because it's too... It's too much. It's, it's a lot. It's too much. Mm. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's hard. And, you know, we don't have kids, but if you have children and you have that, you know, that those dependents, mm. it's like, I've got to have some money coming in. Mm. I've got to have it. And, you know, when, when the pandemic started and our government told us that we should retrain, <laughs> and I'm like, you're telling a whole industry uh... to retrain because actually what we do offers nothing. Mm. Really? The storytelling, the empathy, the showing people mm. how different people live, telling people stories, informing people, mm. you know, being the soul of the nation, you know, keeping people talking, debating, thought provoking, mm. you know, being creative. You know, kids who do drama, none of them have to be actors, but they do drama at school and they learn how to walk into a room yes. and hold their own. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And hold a conversation, not walking with their heads down with pockets in their hands. Yeah. You know, what what our industry does, not just for tourism, but for local theatres, you know, some of the theatres that closed down in provinces where they were that only theatre. Mm. Who did all the local work with the community? Yeah. Who held the, the church's tea parties? Who do, do you know what I mean? It's all so that much kind of bigger stuff. than it's than... so much bigger. Yeah. And then to just turn around and say retrain mm. it in was, the middle of a pandemic, it doing was what? Thank so you. So bad. So so bad. bad. And then the amount of people, like we said before, who slipped through the financial cracks. Yeah. You know that it's hard. It's um, hard. Ironically, with the kids, I mean, going back to school, I, they're going to need drama and sports and and all those physical things to be able to learn how to reconnect and recommunicate and i I hope they 
they help with that. And to express. To express themselves, communicate. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'm I'm hoping that, you know, kids get through this and and turn to the pen Mm. and write down their feelings Mm. and, and, you know, get some way to express it and not hang on to it, but Mm. be able to release it in a creative way. Mm. But there's that, um, oh God, I don't know her name, so I can't even pretend to say I've forgotten. There's a young girl... I think she's nine and she's written some lockdown diaries and they've just been published. I'll have to check it out. I'll have to yeah. find out and find a link. Wow. But that kind, that those kind, kind of things. things. But those, those kind of things kind should of... be encouraged, not say, not squished. I mean, that's, that's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so uh, a positive. What's been, I, I mean, there's been several, many loads. What's been, what's been the best highlight? What's been the biggest moment that you've been, you've pinched yourself and been like, Wow, this is unbelievable. For, for the whole career or just Yeah, the career. <laughs> just through lockdown. <laughs> no, the career. The, like, oh, I, the, I think the career. Um, okay, so the first one would be Jude Kelly giving me my equity card. Because without that, I would never have started on this journey. Mm. To have someone who believed in me enough to say, all right, Here's, here's the keys to the castle. Mm. Off you go. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I got my full card and started working. Yeah. And and people, I think people talk a lot about big breaks and, you know, and I got this job and then that catapulted me to this. It's just like, that got me knowing that it could be my love for life. Mm. That I could put food on my table. With my very, very first gig, I got my card. Do you know what I mean? I was working. I, I had money. I open a bank account and mm. do all of that. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, for me, that that is a big, big break. That's the opportunity, yeah. That's massive. The opportunity. that For me, that's massive. And I think I think sometimes people can overlook those first jobs that actually got them going, mm. yeah, I, I, I can be an actor. I can be a singer. I can be a performer. I, do you know what I mean? That, that first job. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> and, so the, and the card, it's very important. And for me, getting my card, when I know... People had worked, you know, you know, forty weeks in their TIE mm-hmm. and having to do all running up and down the country, yeah. working with you know pushing and pulling cart and all kind of thing to get them card. <laughs> yeah, doing TIE where you work, you know, ten o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock. Yeah, you know what I mean. There was, it was hard work, it man. It was, it was hard, hard work. So not to have to go through that. God bless you, Jude. <laughs> so there's that. Um, Another one would be when we were when Nomad was supporting Kylie at Wembley and we were we walked on and of course it was all like Kylie, Kylie, Kylie <laughs> and there's us look like that. Hi with Kylie So like so we we start our set and we get halfway through the first song and they start going no mad no mad i was like yeah that's cool that's cool so that's the whole wembley thing amazing um a third one would be me and my mum in what was a shop at the time was it asda had it been taken over (laughs) never mind so we're we're in we're in a shop i'm with my mum and we're chatting and i hear a little boy behind me go Mummy, 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 boo, boo, mummy, mummy, boo. I'm like, turn back, carry on chatting to my mum. Mummy, 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 boo. And she's like, shut up, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. At which point I turn around and I go, no, he's right. 
I'm the narrator, I do Boo. And it was a kids' program called Where's Boo? And this this little boy was probably about two and a half, three. Oh, wow. And the fact that this kid recognised my voice. voice. So I stood in that shop supermarket queue and we... We sang a couple of songs from the show and oh. did a little count in. And, do you know what I mean? And I am so proud of that moment. Yeah, that's so <laughs> lovely, though. That's that's magical. That's so wonderful. Just like number um, blocks and number 100 for us. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's a special <laughs> moment now. <laughs> oh, dear. And then, I'd, and then I'd have to finish off with the fourth, which would be... 2019, 2020, to Olivier Woods. <laughs> Double Olivier, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. we were so proud, so proud. It's always so lovely, you know, just just to see your, your, the people you care and love, you know, do it brilliantly. It's so wonderful. Um, listen, I'm watching you smash it on the musical things with Sheridan. Oh, oh listen, we sat in, I was just going, sing it, Kerry Guad. <laughs> Show them how it's done, oh, little it girl. It was nice. It was nice wonderful. to just do it, to just do it. It was what lovely we do. to hear you. Oh. Just like, oh, look at my baby girl. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. Well, I can't let Sharon go without asking her my final question that I ask all my special guests. If you could look back on your 20-year-old self and give yourself a piece of advice that you've been given or you would give, what would it be of how to keep calm and carry on? Of how to keep calm and carry on? (laughs) I would say, babe, just keep listening to your soul. Keep listening to what you intrinsically feel gives you joy. That is... I would say to my younger self, that is what you have done all your life. And it has gotten you much further than you could ever have imagined or dreamed. So keep being true to yourself, keep loving and keep trusting. Beautiful. Sharon, I adore you. You're wonderful. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. And I know no, it's an absolute joy. Just, I know I you can't see our listeners, but for me... To see your beautiful, shining God yourself, it's just, oh, I shall skip around the house again. Yeah, It's beautiful, Kerry. It's really, really lovely seeing and connecting you again, my darling. Thanks, Sharon. You're awesome. Thank you. Well, that is it. Oh, Sharon, I just adore her so much. It was so lovely to chat to her. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Sharon. You are an absolute dream. And of course, thank you to our lovely sponsors, Act London. Thank you guys for being on board this season. We adore you. And of course, to you, the listeners, you guys just rock my world. Of course, a big thank you to my my producer, Martin, who's doing an amazing job. I'm off this week because it's my birthday. Yay! Um, I'm turning 40-something, <laughs> but old enough to have had my vaccine jab. <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys have a wonderful week doing whatever you're doing if you haven't heard uh, the rest of the season or season one or two hit subscribe we love to hear from you we love hearing all your comments of what you're enjoying who you like what chats you like Um, so any feedback is welcomed have a wonderful weekend and i will see you guys very soon bye bye
Once again, a huge thank you to my sponsors, Act London. Thanks for coming on board, guys. It's really great to have you with us. It really does work, I promise you. I get up in the morning, I put it on, it smells gorgeous. I'm loving the orange scent at the moment, and it really does work. I'm running around, I'm exercising. My kids, you know, they really do wear me out, and this stuff really does work, I promise you. And don't forget to use my exclusive discount code for 20% off at the checkout. Keep calm 20 at actlondon.com. That's A-K-T London.com. 